problem, Marina Shafir. Hey, hey, hey. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I just finished a very good uh, mitt work and training session, and now I'm uh, hustling home on to the next thing, you know? <laughs> Got it. Busy, busy woman. All right. So let's, yeah. <laughs> let's talk about, you know, why you decided <laughs> to take on pro wrestling as your hobby or as your career. Um, I decided to take on pro wrestling as a career because when I was signed with NXT, I had learned the absolute most about myself in that environment. I learned exactly, like, I learned exactly what I needed to about myself. Like, I know I still have so much left to learn, but they gave me a lot of tools to use, and I got all of this information, and um, once I got released, you know, I obviously needed to make a decision. If I wanted to keep pursuing this, I would have to, you know, just change some stuff up, but deciding to keep with it was this like internal uh I just wanted to keep learning more about myself and I wanted to put my myself in that environment as much as I could in order to do so and see if I had anything different to offer um I feel like I I don't I'm not owed anything and I, I don't feel like I owe anything to anybody, but I just want to try very hard and very persistently to see if I can leave this business just a little shinier than when I found it. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, you brought up NXT and that's far ahead from, from where we want to start. I want to ask you like what you started doing, you know, what, what made you want to take on martial arts What made you want to to start hurting people in the sense of, you know, <laughs> training? Uh, you know, it was never really, it never really started around violence. It more so started around uh, playing and just having fun. Like, I had a lot of fun as a judoka, as a kid. Like, I had a, I had a lot of fun. I, when I, and when then I started to learn how to be violent and be very creatively violent it just i my love for it only grew and that you know i have i've two older brothers i got roughed house as a kid it's just the the language one of the languages that like i speak and i love martial arts so much that i just continued to always find my way to the mat like there were moments in my life like where i was lost i I remember I bartended at like two different places and I was working at Starbucks um, part time. And there were some days where I was, you know, working a full night shift and then going in to open up Starbucks. And then I go home to sleep a couple hours just to be able to go and make it to like the best training session of that week. Like I would formulate my whole work schedule around being able to be on the mat. And I, you know, in NXT, I actually got to think about why that was. And the reason why that was was because, like, I itched a fucking scratch that I didn't know I had. And uh, whenever my life was changing and I didn't know how to, like, deal with something, I would find the mat and uh, just figure my own shit out. And then that's kind of... that Pro wrestling is what that was for me. Like, when I was in NXT... Uh, what got me stuck was because I was starting to learn, like I learned so much about myself through judo and MMA, you know, that I, I, I continued to pursue that. And like, that was, that's what was happening with pro wrestling. I was starting to learn a lot about myself and, you know, I just, I want to still do stuff. I want to still be involved in that environment because of how much it taught me, like, and it reinforced some really good things. And I was able to learn how to like all the things I'm not good at. I just, I look at them at a different, at, at a different light than what I used to like way less ego, a lot of humor. Like I'm a fucking idiot. 
Okay. I'm a fucking tart. I, I'm uncoordinated. I, I mean, like, I'm a lot less uncoordinated than I used to be, but like, I was uncoordinated and silly. But being able to use that and embrace that, and like, one of my favorite movies is uh, Kung Fu Panda. I want to be the, I want to be the fucking, I'm the Kung Fu Panda in my own way. And that's, uh, that's what I'm starting to like realize, except for I just don't do it smiling, you know? Well, yeah, you got to intimidate everyone else in the roster. You got to make them be afraid of you instead of the other way around. But, but that's not my, that's not my intention. I just do that. We, we can't pick and choose, know what I mean? If it was a pick and choose game, it would be a, a different world that we're living in. But that's, exactly. that's very interesting. That's your escape. That's your, you know, therapy is getting on the mat, getting in the ring. That takes away all your problems. That's really unique because everyone always wants to know, like, how can you travel um, around the world? How can you always wrestle? And then what's like the therapy for? And I guess for you, it's just training. Getting on the mat is your, your therapy. And it keeps me, I like to say, uh, like when I tell people how often I still try to stay training, they're kind of like, whoa, like, aren't you busy? And I'm like, yeah, but when I have free time, that's like, that's the thing that I do. It keeps me honest. It keeps me kosher. It keeps me level-headed and it lets me know that I am in control of when I pull the trigger. And that is fucking fun. And that's what keeps people on their toes and and when I say people, I mean like training partners, coaches, audience, other person I'm fucking in there with. Like I just, I'm encouraged to tap into that muscle and I love it. I fucking love it. And I'm going to, you know, I'm starting to realize I'm getting older, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to do this type of shit forever. And I'm not going to pretend like I can. I want to get in there, stir some motherfucking shit up. And then, you know, on to the next part of life. Awesome. Very, very, you know, it's a set in my opinion. That That's very unique. I mean, look, no one ever brings up the fact that, like, I'm, I'm not getting any younger and this and that. It's more realistic thinking. It's you have a good mindset to have a realistic thinking on. Your time is now. Well, yeah. And I feel like more women... Yeah, and I feel like I, I would love to hear more women talk about how, like, I'm 33. I'm not shy about it. But I'm, like, in the best fucking shape of my life, uh, physically and mentally. Like, I I know how to take care of myself. I know, I know my, like, I know, I understand what my body's doing. And it's just a really time to a competitive professional wrestler. So I'm just trying to use that shit for as long as I can. And when I start looking sloppy, you know, that's good for me. That's what keeps me the fucking problem. Like I, people don't under, people are always asking me like what the problem is. And I'm like, it's me. I'm my own worst problem. And that's what makes me the fucking problem. Like I've learned how to put my best foot forward. And now that I have, it's, all right. People so, are just eating it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you brought up NXT, and that's uh, something I didn't want to talk about. How was it like getting in, like, at NXT, you know, ring? How was it like with the audience, the roster? Because that's, in, in many aspects, or maybe both mindset, that's like one of the big leagues. To get in there is you making it in wrestling. So how did it feel being a part of that? In the beginning, a lot of pride because I knew that NXT was taking a chance with me. Like I was not even a whole year postpartum. I was still breastfeeding my son. There was so many like adjustments to be made. And like, I was working against a lot of stuff and I had, you know, I needed to understand how to work with a lot of shit. And it was great when uh, the pandemic hit, it was, completely out of left field and I know it hurt everybody but what was really crazy about that was like I really got to dive into like the psychology of some stuff I was forced to slow down and actually learn some things and I still am now like I I talk about it with my husband a lot like conversate wrestling is a conversation him and I have a lot because 
he is just so like he's so passionate about it it's it's I'm start, like the reason why I, I still kind of want to do it is because like it's I've seen the man that he's become through all of this and he's such an amazing dad like I I couldn't have asked for a better partner through all of this because he's like no bullshit realistic and if you know Roddy like he'll fucking give it to you straight and I'm starting to like that like a lot like I've I mean, I've been liking it, but like, I'm just, I'm starting to like it because I understand how it applies to me and it's not personal. It's not, it's fucking business. And I love when my husband decides to talk business with me and we're actually doing it in an environment where I am able to adjust and change little things about myself because he understands what I'm trying to do. He understands who I'm trying to be. He understands like everything every intentional movement that I have and I'm just really fucking lucky. I'm so fucking lucky. Yeah, that's awesome to have a partner who understands you in the ring and out the ring. You know, I saw, uh, I'm pretty sure it was the performance center type of matches. Like, I don't think it was like, on TV or anything, but I know you and him had like a mixed tag match where you guys tag teamed a few times. How was that like, tag teaming with him, being uh, wrestling with him? <laughs> Okay, so scariest experience of my life, hands down. That was the most terrified I've ever. So my husband takes this very serious. He has a lot of respect for professional wrestling, and I feel like professional wrestling loves him back. And going into those mixed tag matches with him, I knew his level of thinking was elevated. And I was so insecure about being able to like really live in, in that mindset like he does, the way he sees it. Because the only way you really have a true, like good dancing partner, I guess, is like when you, when you realize that and you know that about them. And I was still learning that. I mean, I still am. And he... It was just so intense. I wanted to puke. I wanted to cry. And then when we finally got in there, it was fun as fuck. And like, I couldn't even like, I realized like, I need him. I need him in order to like, get this. And I need him to be so I can be myself and like, it was a really fun experience. It ended up being like a really fun experience, but it was literally the most scared that I've ever been in my life because you want your shit to be good. You mm -hmm. want your shit to be clean. You want your shit to like, you want your, the, the audience to understand what the fuck is going on and you want to be yourself. And like, I was just scared because I, I almost, I guess in a sense, simply put, I, uh, I was second guessing understanding how to be myself with him in there because I was still learning so much but it ended up being hilarious and we laugh at it now and you know it's just a really fun thing to look back on with him because like I never fucking thought in a million years I would uh, be in the ring with my husband who I met you know after he was in the ring it was just it's I never thought in my fucking life I'd be in the position that I'm in, but I am, and I'm I'm starting to finally like enjoy it and uh, not like have an expectation about it. I just I'm I'm an open book, and I just want to learn. That's wonderful, and yeah, you know, you talk about being nervous. That was the most nervous you've ever been. But let's talk about you know starting with NXT. How about like some of your first matches? Because NXT, uh, I don't know how it's changed over the time. But at one point, it was a very scary place where you had to make it or break it type of thing. They, they would try to break you in ways just for you to succeed. How was that like? Going through all the tests, going through promo skills, going through absolutely everything. How was... It, it's like it's basically like a camp. Like, like how's that like? Um, at first, it took some adjusting to you. And um, I'm not going to lie. It was, it was a little intimidating because like you realize how comfortable people are with themselves and I guess I think that's what was also intimidating about Roddy to me and like compet like business wise a little bit because 
he knew who the fuck he like he knows who the fuck he is mm-hmm. and i i i just wanted to strive for that and i'm wrestling and i'm in there with people that i was wrestling and competing with people who knew the who the fuck they were and they they knew what they wanted to do and um i wasn't at the stage yet to i was more like observing than being in it with them mm-hmm. and uh I, I'm, I finally figured out how to be in there with them. And all the people that I, like, my first match, I, uh, pretty, I'm pretty sure I tagged with uh, Nikki Cross. And, um, fuck, I keep forgetting. The name of the goddamn town. It wasn't Dade City. It was uh, maybe Melbourne. I don't fucking know. But anyway, we tagged and... I look back at that and I, I, I actually have the match on my phone and like, I'm out of shape. I kind of know what I'm, what I want to be about. My son was there. It was so much going on that like, it was just, uh, I live my first match. I was just kind of like, Oh, I did that. That happened crazy. Like, I can't believe that. I just, that all just happened, but I didn't really understand what was going on yet. Like, I was still in the MMA fighter mindset of I don't understand this how I need to yet. And um, some of my first matches were like with fucking big people like Io Shirai, Kyrie, Dakota, Nixon, uh, Mia, fucking uh, Rhea, Victoria, or no, Raquel. Like all the all the top people and I uh god damn I would love to wrestle all those girls over again god damn I would love to do that because I look up to them and I I I'm starting I understand what they respect and um I want to show them that I can respect that too and have them respect me in a way like one of I love earning people's respect it's also a reason why I stay training and competing. That's awesome. And I'm sure down the road, either they'll come to you or you'll go back to them. I'm sure you'll face them again in the ring. It's more like I have nothing negative to say about my time in NXT or WWE. Like, I don't, I don't, even with all the changes, like, yeah, there's always bullshit everywhere you go. Um, I had great coaches. Uh... I had, I actually had coaches who took some time to like get to know me and I learned a a very valuable perspective on this business that I think is, um, kind of leading now the business. I, uh, it's just different. I came in when shit was hot. Mm -hmm. Like I came in when shit was fucking fucking hot and steamrolling and yeah everybody goes to transitions and it's just a part of natural life but like I was in that a very big transition part of NXT that I really felt was making a difference in the pro wrestling business and um I loved it I I really it gave me some incredible moments and I got to share it with my family and my I got to do shit with my husband and I who gets not everybody gets to say that, like, they get to do this shit. So I, I'm really just very just grateful for the opportunity. No, yeah, no one's saying anything bad about, you know, WWE or NXT. It's just, it's such a hidden area. Like, if you're not there, you don't know. That's why, you know, we try to ask you, or I try to ask you as much as, you know, there is in the back, you know, how it is, how it's like, how it is to become a wrestler there. There's just so much questions people have and not enough answers that they give. But, um, all right, let's talk about the independence. Talk about, you know, let's talk about before actually, let's talk about COVID a little bit. Um, what was the situation in your perspective when you got released? Did they let you know this? Did they tell you? Uh, well, my release had nothing to do with COVID. Oh, really? No. Okay. Um, uh, I think it was just business. You know, like I'm like, 
I don't know. I, I don't know what my release had anything to do with, but I don't think it was COVID. Um, it just kind of all happened really fast. And yeah. like, I, I kind of have uh, accepted it. And so I don't really want to. All I remember really the way that I felt like I, uh, I felt, felt like I was right there. I was fucking right there, ready to fucking make some shit happen. And, you know, and then that opportunity got taken away from me. And uh, I'm just grateful that I have my husband and my family and a really good support system. And I did a lot of virtual hugging with a lot of people. And it was fine. And look, life goes on. You know, I, I actually... I have an opportunity to be an athlete and uh, still do the shit and actually still grow and just fucking be physical and be in there and scratch my itch, I guess, you know, like I get to do that still. So that's all I can really, really say about like that whole thing. I've just moved past it and I like, I don't let it eat me up anymore. Um, it ate me up for a really long time. I didn't know what to feel because like, I didn't know what I had to offer because I didn't get a chance to show it. Mm-hmm. Or I did, maybe you know what? Or maybe I did try to show it and they didn't understand and it was a miscommunication on some parts. Who fucking knows? I don't know. I don't really give a shit anymore. I just know that moving forward, I know what I bring to the table. All right. And last thing I want to talk to you about the whole WWE stuff is Raw Underground. There was a lot of potential for that to be something amazing. I was talking to Arturo Ruas, who thought that that would have been something amazing if it was like its own show, like an actual combat. Mm-hmm. You were featured there many times, and you looked great there, you know, again, because you have the martial arts skill. You have the, you know, you take down people and it looks good. Uh, what did you think of Raw Underground? What What was your impression of that idea that they had originally? Um, I obviously loved it because it was right up my alley. I couldn't love it so much to to, to allow disappointment and we like I never got direct. Uh, fucking and like I never got a direction and you know it's crazy but I also felt like I didn't have an avenue to take direction there so like if you watch my one of my Jessamine debuted on Raw Underground and I was like I was you know her buddy on the side I was wearing a fucking bucket hat uh, a tank top and a fucking high-waisted like maxi skirt and I ended up choosing to wear that because I wanted to look like I came from a midnight farmer's market and now I'm in a fight club because I wanted to look like a mom that was in a fight club, but a mom who fucking knows how to fight and no one was going to say shit. And that's exactly what I did, but nobody said anything. Like I thought it was hilarious. That was my fucking favorite moment. I got to like flip a bitch in a skirt. It was awesome. (laughs) And you know, I didn't know why I wanted to do that at the time. I just felt like this was right. This is what I want to do. And uh, I guess, like, maybe they didn't have their shit organized enough. I thought it, I agree with Arturo. Like, it really was a great opportunity to, like, dive into those types of wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, have some different storylines. Like, that would have been fucking fun. I would have... I would have... That, that, that whole environment would have been an opportunity for so much. I would have been able to wrestle guys. I would have been able to um, start bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, there could have... It, it could have been a fight club show, but it was a fight club? No. I don't know. Did you ever write yourself any... Because like, you, you seem like you haven't understood like what you could have done. Did you ever write yourself any kind of like storyline against someone you'd want to face or anything like that? Did you ever like, pitch any ideas? 
did. I didn't too. I didn't. So I did like a couple, but then they said that they had a plan for me, and then I just kind of stopped, which I shouldn't have. And that you know, I took their word on something that I shouldn't have taken their word on, and um, that's on me. Like, that's not on anybody. Like, that's what I realized. Like, when you're in a in a business for yourself, um, you keep you keep pumping that stuff out, and that was a hard lesson to learn. And uh, I had. Jessamine had a lot of really good ideas. I had a lot of really good ideas. Shayna had a lot of really good ideas. Yeah. But you can't do anything with those ideas until, you know, what the fuck is going on. So they're just, you know, a whole bunch of good ideas for nothing. Yeah, did you have, did you have anything specific? Like, I'm, like, I'm just curious. Did you have anything specific that you specifically wanted that they, that they like, didn't take it? Like... In it um, initially, uh, just keeping it as simple as... Uh, Let's start it off as like a fight club and bring in gamble. That this was just this was uh this was all this was a lot of Jessamine's initial idea of like bringing in like gambling, like having us take care of people, like take care of people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just kind of making it into like a little business mafia type style and um that's where we would both really be able to utilize like our characteristics like i'm a moldavian assassin jess is a fucking uh, she's a fucking kentucky gun like Mm -hmm. you know that would have been fun to play off of it's more of like the idea of who we would be and then the storylines just kind of happen i mean that's how i I feel like to keep things organic, that's just my opinion. I mean, you don't have to use this. It's just, I, uh, yeah, I guess that's a, sim- I just would try to keep it simple because I can't, everybody makes them all very complicated and I just need it. Give me the straightforward idea and then we can make it fun. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. I get, I get what you, I get what you were like, um, asking for just taking people out, being like the baddest group of people. And like, you guys are basically in charge of the, the fight club, like whoever goes in the fight club. Yeah. Why not? Guys. All right. Yeah. I it, get it. Yeah. It was, it was cool. Awesome. So you bring this up a lot and I, l- I love to ask this question. You are a mom. How is that like being a wrestler, being a mom, wearing so many hats, doing all that? Tell me, tell me how that's like constantly think I'm fucking up constantly it never stops Troy is my life he is Roddy's life and um it's very hard to explain to a four-year-old that mommy's doing this because she wants to do this without him feeling anything that's like that has anything to do with him Mm -hmm. but it has everything to do with him I want to show him that it's very important to show him that like when you take an opportunity serious and you put a little pressure on yourself and you start setting some goals within that like anything can happen anything and being I want to show him you can still have fun and be creative and just enjoy life and understand that there's answers to every, almost every single question. And everything is, I want to show him everything is relative. Everything is connected somehow. And it's a lot. It's just, people don't know uh, like what moms kind of, have to deal with on a daily basis just to get through whatever they're going into. And, you know, I've, I'm fortunate enough to have like, I have a really good mom support group, like really good mom support group. And, you know, one of the first moms that I met, uh, in Orlando, um, not our nanny, but Lacey Evans. Fuck. Oh my. Her attitude towards me when I first got there and she found out that like, I have a kid, I'm just getting back. Like I was a year postpartum and I was just getting off of breastfeeding and my body was all fucking wonky. I didn't know how to be an athlete. 
I didn't know how my body, like just her, that, like that, I needed to like rub some of that mom grit off of her. And she's like, get the fuck up, do this shit again. You know, you can do it better. And this is like from somebody who knows what the fuck I'm going Mm -hmm. through. This is somebody in a sense, even if it's just 1%. And it's like, I want to deliver. Like we made a connection and you know, I never actually got to like wrestle her and I would love to, oh my God, that would be so fun. But uh, she just was a big influence on my attitude towards this shit because she was like, I'm not fucking wasting my time. I'm doing this shit as efficiently as possible so I don't have to waste time away from my family to go back and do it again. So when you have intention and you're not bullshitting, the product immediately becomes better. Like, Everything you do becomes real. Everything you do becomes honest. And uh, you're legit, like, you're learning. And with being a mom, that's relative. Like, I need to be a good mom to Troy. Like, I need to bring my best foot forward. And there are some days that I don't. And I end up being so guilt, feeling so guilty and uh, a little hard on myself because he doesn't ever deserve the short end of the stick. So we made a decision that if there's ever a, a, a moment in all of this where I feel like he's not, he's getting screwed somehow, anyhow, any, any, any percentage, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter what, even if it's 0.000001 and I feel like he's getting screwed somehow where his time, we're taking time away for him for some bullshit. I'm out. It's that, it's that simple. He doesn't deserve that. I'm not going to put my kid through that. I want him to know that when I come to work and when I go to train, like, it's for something. I'm not trying to waste anybody's time, especially his. Like, and that's just, you know, I learned that in fighting. Like, in fighting, we used to just joke about, like, you fight for your unborn child. And now you're legit fighting for your fucking born child. Like, you are... You realize what fighting for scraps really is. You know, like, we're busy, but we clean our own house. We cook our own fucking food. We wash our own dishes. We wipe our own ass. We don't have a fucking bidet. We, we like, we work out at our house. We clean up our shit. We, he learned, he's going to learn everything normal. And if I feel like he can't, then I'm done. Like, my kid is going to be an extra, extraordinary kid. And that's because my I have value. My husband has value. Like, he's got morals, and he has things that he wants to do in life to better himself and his family. Like, so do I. And I want Troy to understand that everything that he's going to partake in life is it, he should be just a little tiny bit better. And, and at the same time, he's absolutely perfect the way that he is. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. It's really, really interesting. I had, I'll never understand, you know, how it's like being a mother, being a wrestler. Going Have a through. kid, dude. Well, well, I was in the father's perspective on it, but the mother's, that's a lot more responsibility in many ways. But yeah, you brought up something very interesting about that. If you ever feel like you get screwed, you're, you're done. How is this with b- being on the road? How is this with like, let's say you sign, like, let's say like Roddy, who signs with a very big company and they need him to go every week. Uh, is it like a different, uh, did you and Roddy talk about that? If it's like a different scenario, like if he's on the road weekly? No, we haven't, fe- like, we have been, so when I got hired with NXT, I trained for like six, maybe eight months. And then we were doing road loops. Mm-hmm. We took Troy. Okay. Troy was only like, one and a half, yeah, almost two. We took Troy. I did not want to leave my son with anyone, mm-hmm. anyone. I did that. I fucking didn't sleep. Had to. We had. We would have to rent our own goddamn car to trail the bus. Like we did that hustle so we could have our son with us the entire fucking time. And me and Roddy what I love about our marriage and our partnership and like our bond is that we try to figure it out. We, we know the, understand the circumstances. We understand what we want and we try to meet each other in the middle with, um, getting the shit done. And 
with traveling, it's always going to be tough. It's exhausting. Mm -hmm. But like, it just goes back to when you have intention, like when you have a goal and you have, you want shit, like you want to do shit, you have certain things that you want done. It just simplifies that stuff. And you realize you can either make it hard or you make it easy. And this is just a really good time for both of us to understand how to make it easy on each other, uh, on ourselves, on Troy. Like I said, I'm fucking lucky. When I moved here, I met some amazing women and I'm also lucky that they had kids around Troy's age and now they're best friends. So if anything ever fucking happens, like I can depend on these people to help me out and be there for me when I can't. And my son knows I can talk to him and tell him, I would love, I really want to be here, but I need to go do this right now. And as soon as I get back, I'm yours until he's sick of me because he gets sick of me very fast and I'm annoying and I'm persistent and I'm always asking him to be eating. And that's just, you know, he gets sick of that. <laughs> hilarious. Truly hilarious. Let's let's talk about another thing. I know it's way too early for him. I know he has I know he does activities though. I see you guys post about it all the time. Um, do you ever consider him wanting to take on pro wrestling? Uh, just like you guys? Um, we play with him and he does jujitsu right now and he wants to do some team sports and he wants to like obviously do kid shit, right? Like he's a fucking yeah. four year old. There's no pressure for him to be anything that he doesn't want to be. Mm-hmm. except for work hard like there are days where he doesn't want to go to jujitsu, and it's up to us as parents to realize like okay does today he just need a kick in the ass or does he really feel tired and you know then we it's like understanding the situation like okay dude so you're not feeling up for it today but you have practice wednesday and friday or wednesday and saturday and those are the ones you're going to go to so let's rest today and like getting him to understand like taking a rest and you don't have to go full bore but his his responsibility if he wants to do this eventually i already told my husband he is going to have to maintain a garden for six uh for like an entire spring and summer mm-hmm. the entire like that's his responsibility he's going to have to maintain and understand how to do a garden that is going to be his job and if he can understand how to do that, then he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Very interesting. Um, why the garden? If you don't want me asking, like, what's the? Because you can't just expect anything with a garden. A garden is a lovely idea, right? Everybody who thinks about a garden, they think, "Oh wow, how awesome! You'll have fruits and vegetables. You'll, you know, you'll have something to do." But it's a labor of love. It's a fucking labor of love and it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of, um, takes a lot of practice and you learn some shit. It gets hot out there and your plants are not all the same and you know, the bugs are annoying and then you got to understand how to handle that. It's like a lot of multitasking for this really lovely idea, but that's how life is. You have a lovely idea to be doing something then you realize if you really want this shit to be good, there's actual work that needs to be done. And um, I just wish I did that more as a kid. Like we eventually did it, but I was like, I was really, when we moved into like the house my mom lives in now, like in New York, I was a little too old and impatient to like really understand gardening, but I did get into it. And then like, I understood, I started to understand like why it's pretty fucking rad. And then I, dove into it a little bit more and yeah that's gonna be his prerequisite like he doesn't i told him too. like i was talking not told him i told roddy too i'm like he's he's gonna have to learn a trade he's definitely gonna have to go to trade school or like if he doesn't want to go to college he's gonna learn how to be a plumber something he's gonna always have something to be bouncing bouncing off of and the rest of it he can learn on his own i just want him to be a good person and be able to understand like nurturing and tending and like also reaping rewards from that. Like there's no better way to learn that than in gardening. I love it. All right. I didn't understand that at first, but when you explained it, it makes, you know, perfect sense. And it's a really, 
really cool way of looking at it and a very unique test. So that's awesome. It's a real, it's a real mom thing to do. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about, you know, wrestling now. Oh, actually, wait, before we get to that, you know, you brought up Roddy. Let, let's get to the question. How, how did you and Roddy meet? How was that story? Face to face, Roddy and I met at a PWG. Mm-hmm. Um, had gotten out of like a, out of a relationship. Um, and he was just, he was just out, like, he was just in that stage of his life. He was just a bad motherfucker. And I just uh, fell head over heels over the way he wrestled and how intense he was and hardworking and explosive. And um, he just really brought it out of whoever he was in the ring with. And God damn, I love to see it. It's great. It's like I met him at the P. Sorry, it's I met him at PWG, and then I was whisked away by his performance. And then um, we went to like this after party, and apparently I stole his beer. Uh, at the time, like I was pretty fucking. I had I wasn't. I had to work the next day at like six a.m. because I was working at a coffee shop in Venice. Mm-hmm. So I was I was so tired, but they asked us to go to an after party, and I went. And, um, yeah, I just, I went up to him and I actually like, stole his beer and then we just kind of hit it off after that. All right. So two questions for that one, what was the match that you were watching that you fell over heels for that, that night? And two, was that like your flirting technique? Was it, I'm going to take this guy's beer. Um, you're going to be so mad at me. Oh, fuck. I think he just wrestled Kyle. Okay. Was it for the title? Was it the title match? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. He just wrestled Kyle. See, like, I'm not an encyclopedia about this kind of stuff. <laughs> he is. He can fucking tell you what he was doing on. He could tell you what he was doing on May 22nd at 4 o'clock p.m. Like, I don't even know how the fuck he does that shit. <laughs> and I can't. Uh, yeah, I think he, he was wrestling Kyle and. I didn't think he was going to be there because there was like this rumor going around that apparently like his flight was canceled or something. I was like, Oh shit. Like I totally was gullible as fuck. I was like, Oh damn. Like I was just like sad sipping my pitcher of beer and I'm like, mm, this sucks. And then like the lights went out and then he fucking just showed up. It was so cool. Just chills. I'm just his biggest fan. You know, like, just also seeing how good, like how much he's grown. Like I just, I instantly became his biggest fan. That's awesome. So uh, the flirting technique was it? Was it take the beer? Was that your flirting technique? Um, I didn't even realize I was doing it. <laughs> so, so why? So my, my question to all this is: You had work the next day, but you go to this like party right before work. Why? <laughs> What were you thinking at that point where it's like, oh, he's going to be there. So it's like, screw work, screw like hungover, screw anything of that. Well, I wasn't hungover because like I didn't like get crazy, mm-hmm. but I was just in that my like, dude, I was like in my mid 20s, like living in Venice, California and just getting out a little bit. I was I, I trained so fucking hard. Like you guys don't understand how much I used to train like. Everybody thinks that I was just this lackey and this fucking, I hung on coattails and I just, you know, I'm just around because I'm around. The reason I was around was because I'm a fucking workhorse. I want to work harder than anybody in that motherfucking room. I, I always did. I always aimed to be the first one there, last one to leave. But then I realized you're an idiot. You're training any more than two hours. You're wasting your fucking time because you're actually doing nothing for yourself. That's later on when you get older. But, like, yeah, I just, I worked my fucking ass off. I fucking hustled at the gym. Like, you, you got, like, it, it's just, 
I was thinking, I was talking about it yesterday. I'm like, I can't believe I used to get up at like 4.30 in the morning to go run sprints on the beach just to be at work at 6.30 in the morning. Like, it, who does that? Mm-hmm. No, that's... Who, nobody. <laughs> who, goes, who goes and does the Santa Monica stairs after like a 10-hour shift on their feet? You. Nobody does that. Nobody does that. You know, like, who does the fucking three wrestling practices a week that are like two hours a fucking day and then you have to go work another fucking 10 hour shift nobody does that and when they do it's because it's like you i'm doing it because i have to Mm -hmm. and like you know it's just the hustle it's part of that lifestyle but it's just funny like i i still people just think that i just kind of hung out and i just you know i showed up and that's where i was I was there because I'm a hard-working motherfucker. I, I love a challenge. I always loved a challenge. I was, I was never. I never thought this shit was gonna be easy. I didn't think anything was gonna be handed to me. I constantly would love to work for all of it, and that's just a mindset I think that's different about me. I don't deserve anything. As a matter of fact, I probably deserve a lot less because I. I've only ever just hustled and I never like went to the top of the fucking mountain. But that's I'm my own problem, you know? Interesting. And I mean, look, the it's I, I like it. It's it's cool to, it's that that's a cool mindset. It's a cool name for yourself, like the problem. Like it's cool because, you know, everyone has their problems and not a lot of people share it and some that do, you know, don't you know everyone's different but you you take it to the charge you go yeah my own problem and that's why you strive to do better and that's all you can ask for in life as a human being is strive to do better yeah and that's you know that's what makes me a problem for everybody else because like i ain't trying to be comfortable i've been too uncomfortable my entire life to get used to comfort all of a sudden what were you working as uh, all, while you were doing all this? Because you talked about having a job. What, what were you doing? Oh, I, I've been in, I've been a, like, I was in the coffee business for, like, 10 years or something like that. Like, I bartended, but mainly I was a barista, and I, like, I always had a passion for coffee. And at the time, that's what I needed to, like, be able to do all this crazy shit. So, like, fuck it. I worked at, I, I got a job at this coffee shop that was down the street from where I lived in uh, Venice, and I, like, rode my bike or I walked all the time and it was crazy because it was on it's on rose avenue and uh in venice and like when you walk rose avenue like to ocean you pass the slums you pass the homeless like you you experience this whole other side of venice and i got to know a lot of really cool fucking people i got to see a lot of cool shit and um that will always be like a very serious feeling of nostalgia for me, that place, like, that gave me the light into, like, myself. And um, it was a really good time of my life. Like, I, I met the love of my life. I started the, another part of my life there. And I had some crazy experiences. I just had some crazy wild shit happen. It was fun as shit. Awesome. All right, so let's talk about a little more of the wrestling. You did so much in the indies. Since you, you know, came back into the, the field of wrestling. Talk about GCW Bloodsport. That was one of the most awesome things I got to see from you. And alone, it's just the most unique uh, independent show that they throw that has no ropes, just straight martial arts batter. So tell me what you thought of it. And actually, tell me the phone call you got to do it. Tell me how that all played out. Well, Josh, Josh Barnett was my MMA coach. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, um, like I'm, I was, I still am typically his student, but like, you know, like, uh, as soon as I got released, like a week later, he called me and I, as soon as I answered the phone call, I said, before he even said anything, I just go, yeah, I'll do it. (laughs) Cause I felt like he already knew what was going on in my head. Mm -hmm. And, um, he just caught me during, uh, like, I was, like, getting geared up to, like, work out in the garage and just, like, cry. Because that's what I did for, like, two weeks. I was, like, working out. And in between sets, I'd cry. 
and then I'd get back to doing work, and then I'd cry again, and I think it was, like, after, like, a third or fourth cry that, like, he called me, and I, I was just like, oh, breath of fresh air, and I just said I'll do it, and the whole fucking experience was wild. I, I was so mad at myself, because him and I didn't even get one fucking picture together, and... I'm like, you gave me one of the great, you, 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 you were, you allowed like one of the greatest professional moments of my fucking career. I, I hands down, still my favorite fucking match. Like I, Masha was cool as fuck. She's a badass. She's aggressive. She brought it out of me and she's a fucking professional. Like I can't wait to fuck that girl up again. (laughs) I can't wait for her to fuck me up again. I just, it was it was just an incredible experience. I've never walked out and uh, had people stand up for me. That was cool. It's awesome. And yeah, blood sports, no joke. Like you have to train for that. You don't, you don't. I did. (laughs) I actually did like a, I actually, I actually texted Josh and was like, I'm going to, I'm going to look at this as like a, a fight camp. And he's like, you should. And I was like, I am. So we're good. (laughs) But also it's, all you like all your life you trained for it it's everything that you learned outside of the ring that's what you've been doing like that's what it is it, it, it's it's its own unique take on wrestling but it's also all about uh, martial arts and being quick and being able to grapple and outsmarting you know your enemy your opponent yeah yeah it was <sighs> yes all of that and just, oh, man, Isha was so crazy. Oh, my God. And then, like, I just, I couldn't handle, I just, I, I was so, I didn't know what to expect. So when I went out there, like, I was already, like, in the the mind frame of, I'm going to kill that. Like when I walked out, I, when I walk out for anything, I take a moment to like, I know this is going to sound statistics. I just take a moment and I look and I, I just, just take it all in. I kind of, Fedor would do that. Like when he would walk out for fights, he would always like take a moment to just, look and understand I feel like what I got from him was like he just takes a second to understand where he is and because it's such a wild experience and like that's kind of what I that's all I just wanted to look I just wanted I just wanted to acknowledge the people around and then let them know I don't fucking care that they're there because that's that's the switch when I get in there it's just, I've been able to tap into this person that's been buried for like a really long time. And it's like infinite. It's an infinite feeling that I have all the time. And some people call it insecurity. Some people call it fear. Some people call it like uh like an alter ego it's like a cluster of everything but i am i just there's a moment when i get in there and i just realize i'm in full fucking control and i just i'm in it i i uh i'm just playing that game in my head now like it's just it's i detach from everything that i that you think that I am. And then I just go in as the problem. And it's crazy. Cause like, I really like, I try to really just leave it all in there every time. That's a, that's awesome. And that, I'm sure, including myself, we all see that every time you get in the ring, you leave it all out there. You give it your all. And that definitely showed that blood sport. Another thing I wanted to talk to you about is you made your debut in Championship Wrestling Atlanta. That's also like a very, you know, weekly thing that they do. You made there, you made there a few times. How was that like? It's kind of like a, a mixture of like NWA type of feeling in there. 
How is that like? It's, it's very, um, it's exactly that. Like, I just wanted to be, it's a, I get this like 1980s vibe from them. Like, and I love it. Yeah. Fucking love it. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's just that. And, uh, I don't know. I just kind of like want to be in there and, I don't want to say mesh, but like add. I want to add to that. I want to mm-hmm. fucking. I want to also be a part of the show. Like I want to be there with that vibe, and uh, yeah, it's it was very special. Just overall, like oh, everyone's treat. Everybody's very respectful, and everybody except for Danny Jordan. Fuck that bitch. Like, <laughs> goddamn, she's for someone who takes a lot of notes. She sure doesn't review them. And uh, it's coming, Danny. I'm sorry I had to do it on your show, but it's fucking coming. I'm waiting for you. Um, oh, shit. My husband's calling me. Hold on a second. No problem. No problem. Okay. I'll call him in a second. But yeah, I just... Uh, it was it was really fun. It was very, very fun. And I had a really good experience. And um, yeah. I'm sorry. I think I have to go um, soon. We, we, yeah, we just have a few more, a few more topics, and that's it. Um, yeah, I won't hold you. I won't hold you too long. Um, do Do you mind running running a few? Uh, uh, yeah. Can I just one sec? Just one sec. Let me send a text message. No problem. No problem. No problem. Go ahead. All right, so something I wanted to ask you uh, is that when you did get released, you got released at a time where so many promotions are available to you. There are so many talent, and you are one of the hottest free talent right now. So there's Impact, there's NWA, there's AEW. What have you been um, watching? Like, not actually watching, but just, like, you know, looking around to see what fits you or where you want to be. Uh, I don't have a preference. Okay. I don't. Okay. I don't because it doesn't change. Like, I'm going to be the problem wherever I go. And that's the thing is, problems just fit the fuck in. They do. And it doesn't matter where I go. In every promotion... Every promotion, every single wrestler and all of these other promotions, they have a shadow. And I'm like a shadow. I fucking follow everybody. Like, I, I'm i not afraid of any promotion. No, I'll take that back. I, I take that back. I'm, I see what you're doing here. Okay. I would love to dip my toes in all of it. All right. You know, like, I just, I would, because that's the experience. And that's what makes, that's what will make me. And that's, in return, I would like to make them, like, the company. Like, I, I don't have, I don't have a preference. I just want to be a problem. All right. So another question I'm going to ask, and this is going to be obviously one of those they get a lot. You don't have to get specific. Okay. But after I mentioned a few companies, have you talked to anybody? You don't have to name the companies that you talk to, but has there been conversation of talking, you know, with certain companies about moving to their roster? Uh, the only conversations I've ever had with companies, and this goes for all of them, is, man, you're completely different, and we would love to have you a part of our team. And that's that. All right, perfect. I, you know, I'm not in, I'm not in any... Uh, Nobody's like, I just, I just want to be, I just want to have an opportunity to know where I could put my efforts. Cause right now I'm just killing everybody. And, uh, I would like to know who I can consistently kill. Okay. Never mind. I take that back. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I'm really, um, just scratch that and just, 
When you mean stretch I, that, you mean like edited stuff out or just like here or keep going? I, no, because it's all fumbled up and bullshit and stuff. So I mean, like, look, I, I honestly like, I just don't. We'll see. We'll yeah. fucking we'll see. I'm, I'm in it. Like I'm patient. I'm understanding. I, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I'm just like an open book when it comes to stuff happening to me like that. Okay. Here's something you can answer. Who are three women you or men you want to get in the ring with this coming year, 2022, that you haven't yet or that you have and you want round two? Okay. What three women or three wrestlers yeah. do you consider to be at the top right now? Uh, I mean, I guess that's the answer. Which three I consider on the top is, is that, I mean, obviously Britt Baker, AEW, I want to say Jordan Grace, Diana Perrazzo, a lot of you know women uh, that done a lot throughout the year. I would consider being all three top. of them, all three of them, all, right. all of them. I'm just. I'm. Do you have your own opinion? I mean, I mean, you can say. I mean, this is like booking. Like I want every- everyone. I I can't just boil it down to three. Like I. <laughs> okay. I want. I want them. I want everyone. I want anyone who can just. I want people to think that they need to prove a point to me. Anyone who wants to fucking prove a point to me. Yeah, I don't know if this is like an open challenge or, uh, or whatever. I'll take all of them. Britt Baker, fine. Deanna Perrazzo, fine. Jordan Grace, fine. Give them, give them all to me. Give them Alicia. Give her to me. Fucking. Who else is from? Who else is there? Uh, that one tall chick from NWA. Uh, oh, Camille, Camille, Camille. Camille. Oh, Camille, give her to me. Mickey, give her to me. Serena, ah, uh, give her to me. I, I want forever. everyone. <laughs> I have, I have no, I have no reservations. Like I, all those crazy, like. Japanese wrestlers, give them all to me. I would love to fucking do it. Go, let's go. Like I would you fly? Would you fly to Japan to face them? I've I've never been, so yes, I would. I would totally right. do it, and I would train in school. I would do it all. I would fucking go ham on that shit. All right, that's awesome. Yeah, that was that's amazing. Um, yeah. So lastly, we are going to the final top. Sorry, just a second. No just problem, sec- Okay, no cool. Problem, go ahead. No final topic. You did return to AEW uh, Dark. You had your first match against Chris Scatlander. You returned uh, yesterday, and you picked up a very impressive victory. So obviously, you know, you're growing in that company, or at least on that show right now. How does it feel being a part of AEW Dark, and what do you look forward to in the future with, with that brand? It's, it's a wild... It really feels like an out-of-body experience for me personally. Um, it's a whole drink in itself, that environment. It's like a whole new, it's a whole new universe for me. And, um, it's fucking awesome. It's awesome. It's, it was a, a very welcoming, the most respectful and I realize how we've been training like my focus in all of this and uh, I feel like prepared for that environment and um, and I guess that kind of like spreads everywhere you know like I just want give it all to me let me fuck it all up and then let me show it like not even let me fuck it all up like test me I want to be tested and uh, I feel like they are very welcoming like they're very welcoming there and it's just a really good feeling to like just be a part of that all right and last... I... yeah sorry that's all i got that's, no, it, was, it was a very it's, it was a wild experience and uh i just yeah speechless so that's what i'm gonna leave it at so lastly, I do want to talk about is, so you aren't signed with them, but you got a victory on their show. That's a very big deal because they don't 
you don't really see that. You don't really see um, free agents get victories on their show. Um, so I was curious, how does, what does that mean to you? That you went on their show, you're a free agent, and you, you won. You won the match. You, you made a name, made an impact. Um, what I feel is just thank you. Thank you. That's that's honestly what I feel. And I've conditioned myself to because I want to just like leave it all in there. Mm-hmm. I don't expect anything back. And I can honestly say that like I just did it the way that I thought it should be done. And thank you. All right. That's it. <laughs> all right. How do people follow you? Here, this is the point where you give out all your social media. And okay. Anyway, how do people follow so, you? um, if you're looking to follow me, I'm Marina Shafir everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, um, on Twitch, I'm Marina Lift Rock. And, um, yeah, I think that's it. How do people Pro follow Wrestling Tees, Marina Shafir. Cameo... Cameo, Marina Shafir, everything is Marina Shafir, pretty much straight up. Lastly, how do people book you for shows, events? Do you have an email? Is anywhere where they can um, find Yes, you? if you want to book me for shows, signings, all that fun shit, Marina Shafir bookings at gmail.com. Awesome. I'll stay back for one sec. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you, Marina. Yeah, dude, no problem. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.